Welcome to the Lagan Valley Vineyard Podcast. We are a community passionate about seeing Lagan Valley filled with the presence and the teachings of Jesus. If you would like to connect with us or if we can help you in any way, please visit our website, laganvalleyvineyard.com. Welcome back. Um, my name's Yvette. I'm the Compassion Pastor here at Lagan Valley Vineyard. I'm part of the lead team, and uh, you don't often see me here on camera, but very much part of the church and uh, very passionate about looking at ways in which we as a church can engage with our local community, but more importantly, how we can see what God's kingdom is calling us into where it's active and how we can join in with that. And uh, it's my pleasure this morning to look at igniting that in us again uh, by celebrating what we have done together and individually at Christmas with generosity in our community. And to take a moment to ask God again, what is he doing at the moment? What What does he have us see? What would he have us listen to him? and um, almost prophetically look to the future together. So I hope that as you settle back in your seat this morning, you have open ears to the Father. Just take a moment. Um, Let's take a moment here together to just do a couple of things because I'm aware that when you celebrate outcomes of things that we've achieved, um, if we were in a business, those would be stats and figures and we may fall asleep. But in God's kingdom, Um, It's active engagement with him, and each stat is a story of a person's life, and each figure represents God's activity in a person's recovery, health, salvation, hope, and future. And the Father is not just interested in kingdom business, in what we do, but who we are. And one of the things that we're journeying as a church together is that um, we can't separate, as humans do, the work of Jesus for those people and the work of the Father in us, but rather in the work that he has with us, it transforms our lives. In the pursuit he has for us, we, pursue, we help him pursue others. And uh, so I'd love us to take a moment to just settle our hearts before the Father and uh, do that really practically. I'm aware that the Father cares about where you are right now, just as much as he cares about each person that we've cared about in our Christmas giving. And so just take a moment to bring to mind and to bring to the Father and to settle your heart those things that you would love the Father to really care about in your life right now. Think about those things that you're maybe worried about or you just need to set aside this morning or you need the Father to just... Have a sense of the Father's love on your life. So, Father, we we just bring our families to you, our homes, homeschooling, our shopping, as Laura says, our, our weekly routine, our parents, our people who are unwell around us. And we know, Father, you you deeply care about our finances and uh, our rent and our mortgages. You deeply care about our clothing and our, our uh, furniture and our homes. And Father, you care. And we just settle ourselves in your care this morning. We thank you that you're our provider and uh, that you love us dearly and you provide in our lives. 
And Father, as we celebrate our giving to others, would you speak to us and encourage us about your provision in our own lives as well? And may we reignite again, listening to what you would have to say to each of us, whether that's to receive or to give. So we welcome you, Holy Spirit, as we, as we celebrate together this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. For those of you who don't know, and I, I think most of you do, we had something at Christmas called Love Lagan Valley. Love Lagan Valley is our events throughout the year where we invite our church to engage in generosity for the sake of our community and for the benefit of um, blessing our city and our local area. Um, at Christmas for 2020, uh, we focused again on partnership and strengthening our partnerships. We give not because Vineyard wants to be famous, but because we want to bring health and life to our community. And we feel the Father's given us a strategy to partner with those agents within our city who already bring life and health. And so we partnered with 26 different agencies uh, this year at Christmas. And it was far more than I'd realized when I sat to write them down. And here are some of the names of the agencies and partners that we uh, strengthened our friendship with over Christmas time and gave to. The Lisbon Food Bank, Atlas, multi-agency support hub with a PSNI, Homestart, Surestart, Bernardo's, Voipic, Max, um, LVV Home Support here in Vineyard, St. Vincent de Paul, uh, Lisbon and Castlereagh Church Forum, Via Wings, Prison Fellowship, Women's Aid, Simon Community, three daycare centers, Resurgum, one local street who's doing a great work working on their street, disability team in Lisbon, the Trust Social Workers, various, and Northern Ireland Housing Executive. There are others too, but uh, I just wanted to give you a range there. We really celebrated a new partnership this year, which was a big celebration for us and a really meaningful one. We've partnered this year for the first time with the Simon community. Uh, we have a Simon community hostel here in Flush Park in Lisbon. And uh, one of their key uh, staff, their volunteer director, is part of our church here. And she helped engage us with the Simon community this year. And it's now going to be an ongoing partnership for us as a church. We were able to make a bag for every one of their residents and a bag for every resident coming into their hostel in the coming year. Inside that rucksack, it was a really nice professional rucksack, we put a tracksuit, hat, gloves, towel, toiletries, wash bag, mugs, hot drinks, and we filled that pack so that when that person got that gift under the tree or they receive it when they enter the hostel throughout the year, it feels uh, quality, loving. They feel seen and valued. And one of the joys for us was that our staff team, four of us, were able to go socially distanced and meet four of their staff team, unpack all those boxes and uh, fit them in their storeroom. And that was a real joy for us. The joy of giving is really experienced when you meet that person face to face. And it was so good to do. We made... Um, some very clear ways that you could give at Christmas time, and those ways were you could have donated money, vouchers, an adult gift pack, a family gift pack, a youth gift pack, or a letter of joy which our children wrote. 
and what did you give? I'm going to share with you now your generosity, and I hope that you think this is amazing because we certainly do as a staff team. And the more I wrote this report together and the impact, I just could not believe uh, how wonderful this is. So be blessed when you listen. We gave 130 individual homes a family gift pack. 50 of those were individually created by you in your home for another home. And when our local early intervention uh, team uh, heard about the packs that we're doing, they work with uh, prevention, early intervention in Lisbon and mental health. They gave us 2,000 pounds to make another 80 of those packs because they saw the value of that and that we were giving those to six primary children's charities in Lisbon, Homestart, Surestart, Bernardo's we gave to Viawings, Atlas, and also through our own Vineyard Home Support, Family Support. The wonderful thing for me is as well is that the majority of those packs were bought and sourced in Smith Patterson's, a local shop here in Lisbon. That was one of my deepest joys on that because they worked really hard to source the best prices so that money went the furthest. And a shout out to local shopping this year because all of our work that we did, we tried to buy back local. So as you gave in, you also invested in the local economy. Thank you. One of the families from Sure Start gave us some feedback. In fact, three did. And I want to tell you some words from families here of the appreciation. They said, one mum said, we very much appreciate the gift as both my husband and I are still not working. Another said, massive thank you for the gifts we received. It helped us massively to give my children a better Christmas than I could have ever given myself. And I'm so grateful for your help. Thank you. And the third said, I was near in tears receiving this generous, thoughtful gift bag. We all enjoyed everything in it. It really helped our moods and we're so grateful for the help. It means so much more than you could ever know at this difficult time. A real highlight for Chris and me as pastors in church was our young people giving to young people. There's something really significant about our young people making 60 bespoke gifts for young people in care and in need at Christmas. They've done that every year, but I think this year you excelled yourselves. You took the name age, sorry, not the name, but the age, gender, and the, the likes of that young person that was given to us confidentially, and you bought a gift specifically for that young person, brought it back, and it went to that young person on Christmas morning with their name all over it, really, because it wasn't just a box of chocolates. It was something that was meaningful to them, and your generosity was beyond what we expected. We have incredibly generous young people in our church, and you helped four charities in that. You gave to Voipic, which is Voices of Young People in Care, and Max, and we partner with them through the year as well. You also gave to several teenagers and children who home support had identified as being in real need or crisis. And a very meaningful story of you giving to some teenagers who have been supported by the PSNI because their family is in real need. 
the PSNI officer, Michelle, came here and picked up her packages for her, her teen families. She went back and got in the car and she rang me because I wasn't in the venue at the time. And she was speechless because I know her as a friend now. And she said, Yvette, I'm just sitting here with my colleague and we don't know what to say. She said, we are overwhelmed by the generosity of your young people. But she said, when I walked into your church venue, there was just something about the people in your church that is just incredible. And they cried. And they are overwhelmed by the generosity of our families here. Thank you. Jenny at Voipik, Voices of Young People in Care, said this. The opportunity to show a young person they are thought of and valued is priceless. You are reminding someone that they are not alone, that they are loved, and that they are important. Thank you for all your care in choosing gifts from the voices of young people in care team. And Jenny sent a little video. I hope you've seen that as a young person. If you haven't seen that video, please look that up and ask Chris for that because it's a, it's a really good one uh, to watch as a thank you uh, to you. You also enabled us to give 127 packs to individual adults. You know that this year, the crisis around mental health has been more evident than ever. And probably, although food poverty is always high on our agenda, the crisis and anxiety, loneliness and isolation, fear and depression um, are, are, are significant at the moment. We designed those adult packs to care, um, a hug in a bag really, but also to provide some essential needs. You donated 47 of those packs through our church website and you made them and they were so generous, thank you. But because of uh, a local business, Dennis Wilson's and Glen Avey giving us a gift as well, we were able to make another 80 adult packs on top of that. And so we were able to generously provide gift packs to the Simon community, to Women's Aid, to Via Wings, to Atlas, and again through Vineyard Home Support to individual adults. Listen to this as a thank you from one of the women in a local charity who received this bag. I was so grateful when my little girls got the goodie bag. But when I realized that there was one for me, I just couldn't believe it. You know, that goodie bag changed me. I was in a rut. I wasn't getting showered. I wasn't doing my hair. Actually, not caring about my appearance or making time for me. Well, when I saw the shower gel and the shampoo and the new jammies, I just cried. I won't forget that shower or my hairdo that day. It often makes me smile. I couldn't, I couldn't believe that quote because really that's why we made those gift bags. And I know that when you were making that gift bag, I bet you prayed for that person. And we can't underestimate the experience of the Father's love in someone's home when they physically receive something and it's coupled by your prayers of the Father reaffirming his 
seeing and valuing of their life. Thank you so much for that. We wanted to value people in everything we did, and so one of the things that we did was we asked, would you like to give gift vouchers to honor and to value people that had gone over and above? And we were able to give 12 gift vouchers out in our local community to people that had just served strongly, but probably silently throughout the year in charities and agencies. We wrote them a card, we sent them a gift voucher to bless them, and we gave that to them. Thank you for doing that, that really was meaningful. The need was really great this year. And some years we can say every home was met in every charity. Not this year, the need was so great. And so we added um, a, a good bit of funding to buy uh, lots of family circle biscuit boxes so that Bernardo's Homestart, Surestart, as their family support workers were deciding who is going to benefit from these family bags. They didn't have to struggle with, well, somebody's not going to get. That was a real agony for the staff this year. So we gave every charity 30, 40, 50 uh, biscuit boxes so that every one of their clients got a home visit and got something, even if they weren't in food poverty or, or in real need, because that visit from that family support worker and that recognition meant a lot to every family. So you did that as well. Every family would have got a visit from a home family support worker. Our children wrote letters of joy. Thank you to all the kids who wrote letters of joy. They really meant a lot. I photographed everyone to keep because they were an absolute treat and blessing. Thank you so much. And I think I send a video um, personally to some of you to say thank you for that. And Chris and Hannah have done so too. What we did was we took your letters of joy and we bought um, 100 um, gift packs for um, people aged 60 plus. We went to the three daycare centers in our area where 100 adults received your letters of joy and either some sweet treats or toiletries for them. Many of those people um, have dementia and many of them also have a tired family behind them and your gifts of joy just lifted their spirits. One lady took the time to write us a beautiful little old-fashioned handwritten letter, and it said this. My husband goes to the Laurel Hill Day Center, and on his behalf, I'd like to thank all the children and parents who gave him a lovely gift bag this Christmas. Many thanks. And she signed her name beautifully at the bottom. Special shout out here to, to Ruby Willis, who just led the way for us in uh, joy letters. And she'll be wriggling on the sofa now, mention her name. Um, but she took that into her school and got several classes in Wallace Prep to make uh, joy letters as well. She was on our party video. Um, she helped her mum and dad source some of those toiletries. And she even ended up with her family getting, arranging for Santa to come and visit those three-day centers on the week that those gifts were delivered on a big red tractor outside their window and all the residents waved um, outside. Thank you so much for your generosity. It was increased even further when you gave funding that could be distributed and used meaningfully across our area. Financial giving enables us to give in really direct and specific ways. 
you gave £3,415 in to what we call Vineyard Home Support. From that, we were able to make 30 bespoke home packs. These were large packs made for a family in real need or crisis. Um, into that went clothes and toys and games and food and meals and pajamas and green shopping vouchers and fuel funding for topping up electric and gas. Over 50 adults received from that and over 70 children benefited. And on top of that, we were able to do lots of other things. We were able to carpet two homes and another one is booked for a week or two's time. We've uh, one home we provided Christmas tea and decorations to. We had several homes we gave furniture to. Um, we gave a fridge, food, microwave, toaster, bedding, and those homes benefited from your generosity. And because you gave those, when the needs came in, I was able to attribute them just immediately. No questions asked um, of funding or going to meetings. It was there we were able to respond. Special thanks to Formation Physio uh, for giving. They had a fundraising Pilates day and that boosted our home support on top of the 3,000. We also gave our home support to people who were supporting others. One of those was a lady in our church here who's been supporting on her street, identifying real need during the pandemic. And uh, we gave her toiletry packs to give out to the homes on her street that she was supporting. And 22 adults and four children uh, benefited from that. One of the things that she said was, we've supported these homes for a year. Well, one family has a dad who has dementia and I've supported his wife with texts and gift bags. We have a special friendship now. A baby was born on our street and we had a chance to give baby gifts. Another family we gave a high chair and a buggy to. One lady was delighted to just receive a New Year's Day phone call. And it's the simple things and the chats that make that move me most. A little package given to a lady during her chemo and her smile lifts us. Food boxes we've been giving out through the year uh, since first lockdown. We've baked cakes and we've made stew and roll on our fry pack. What a wonderful lady she is, good friend of mine and a real blessing in our church. Our hearts were touched by some of your handmade gifts. Uh, you, uh, one lady who turned 90 on New Year's Eve hand-knitted us blankets, and the joy that gave to people when we delivered them was wonderful. Atlas Women's Group, uh, the sewing group, sewed bags for us, and then some of you in our uh, church also began sewing those bags inspired by Atlas. Food poverty was a big one this year, and you knew it was going to be, we all knew it was, but you uh, enabled us to give a lot for food poverty. You gave us a generous amount, and then we added to that, and we gave uh, £3,485 out addressing food poverty this year. Um, a large amount of that was given to the Lisbon Food Bank, 2485 to Lisbon Food Bank, 
and the way that we broke that up was we gave them 1,200 pounds in local shop vouchers that enable people to buy fresh meat and vegetables on Christmas Day. We also gave them specific items that they wanted and then an unrestricted 1,000 pounds that they could use with those food poverty uh, needs at Christmas. We gave 500 pounds to Prison Fellowship and 500 pounds to Wings. Uh, we said to them that was to be used by food, but we know they would have used that in the way that they would have seen best. So you can hear the impact that you have made. It is incredible. You've made an impact on so many individual people's lives, and what I tried to do was count how many people that might have been. So with a little bit of maths, I think that at least there were 634 children and young people individually impacted by your giving, and 419 adults. So we're talking about 1,053 people who individually receive something physically tangible that was so important to them, but if we place on top of that the value of Jesus for them, and the prayers behind that, and the fuel that we gave to that, asking the Father to speak to them personally, that's just an incredible amount. It's like twice the size of the people that are gathering around our church. It's like two to one. It's just incredible. And um, thank you. Probably is good to pause there for a moment and just think about those people. Father, we pray a blessing on all 1,053 lives. Would you come again today afresh? Would you increase your presence around each of them? And Father, we pray for their future and their destiny. That prophetically, as we've given something to them, that would impact their future, that that would have been a stake in their, in their lives. We, we, we declare protection over them. In the name of Jesus, we declare provision for them, restoration and healing, wholeness, a hope and a future. And may they be oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of your splendor. In Jesus' name. But of course, this is not just for Christmas, the giving, although that is incredible. And I hope you're celebrating right now. I should have got you all, instead of communion today, I think we all should have got a bottle of champagne and put that on our table and, and be cracking it open right now, because I think it certainly deserves it. But this generosity and the generosity of the church, Vineyard Church's heart for compassion, it's our DNA. And our DNA as well is to partner and to bless our community. And we want to continue to, to learn to do that, to outwork it in our lives, to partner with generosity, to partner with the kingdom, to partner with our community. It was wonderful yesterday, you know, that this work that we're investing in, on a day off, um, one of the local police officers sent me an email and it had a booklet in it. She was like, I found this booklet online and it's called, How Can the Church Partner with the PSNI as a Research Project? 
And she's deeply thinking about the impact and the value of the church working with the local police team. We are in our community. It's meaningful, and the Father's hand is on it. If you look at the food bank work alone, in the last year, we have invested well over 7,000 pounds into the food bank. That's 1,315 kgs of food bank food, several hundred hours of volunteers. And two of our volunteers got known in the food bank as being good team leaders, and one of them just helped um, really significantly set up the social supermarket there. We're partnering well. We're genuine friends with the food bank team, and we're in there regularly sharing packages of support together, as many other churches are, wrapping together around partnership food poverty. And as we work in partnership across the churches, it's wonderful to have this mutual sense of we're doing this so that the presence of Jesus comes into that person's life. Traditionally, the Vineyard Church would have had a food bank within it, our food banks were already set up here. So we've chosen to listen to the Father and gone with, how do we strengthen what's already in our community? How do we find the gaps and meet those? So we're looking to be both complementary and pioneering in our work. And we invite you to help us to dream and find and pioneer and to strengthen the work in our community. Historically, as you know, the church in general has always been a help in communities. In some ways, when I reflect on that, I think we've lost the uh, post-war kind of vibrancy and grit of let's just go and help our community and how can the church be a resource. I feel like the Father's calling us back to the awareness of that again. And I think the time right now is more than it's ever been to take hold of that tenacity and to just be the church. And I think we, we really need to listen to the Father right now and ask him how and what. And you know what? I think it's really simple. I don't think it's going to be a burden on us. I just think it's a matter of doing it and understanding who we are and having the confidence. That letter from the uh, email from the police yesterday saying that, that they want the church to stand up because they know the church has solutions. How do we do that? There's still that call on the church in, for health and food and education. And I believe as a church we are to, to stand up in that and to be a resource church. The statutory sector, more than I've ever seen in the last 10 years, is now seeing the voluntary sector of which the church are the key players being providers of solutions for the community. They're bringing questions and funding to the church sector, and particularly now that we have partnership organization locally between churches, and they're asking churches, what solutions can you bring? And the example of that was that recently all of the food funding in our local council area has been handed to the churches through the food bank and asked to be distributed. And again this month, the further tranche of funding through the Department for Communities pallet scheme has been given to the food bank to distribute through churches and agencies. Here in our church, we found a gap, and we're calling it a gap in community need, and we're calling it home support. 
We've been working on that many years, but it's time now for us to really develop home support within our church. And we invite you to become part of that more and more, and so many of you already have. Home support is where we get a referral from an agency for a home that is in crisis or poverty. Recently, we've been getting a weekly referral from one of the local Northern Ireland housing executive officers. She has a wonderful heart. In fact, I had a moment just before Christmas with her where I just thought she sounded exhausted on an email, so I rang her. And I actually had this amazing pastoral moment with her where I just let her talk about the overwhelming sense of grief she feels with every person hundreds of people a year, they're housing, and those people don't have those basic needs of furniture, bedding, food, provision, flooring, cooking items, washing machines. And so she'll fill in a referral, send it to us, we'll call that person, be a reassuring presence on the phone, we'll sit with them on the phone, we'll plan, uh, and we'll provide for some of their needs and help them source uh, also in local community support and needs that we have. This is an example that the church is being known to be solution carriers. And in our language, we're carriers of God's kingdom. We have kingdom values in that, in the way we respond, we sit, we journey with them. Just as Jesus approached every person who needed healing and wholeness, there's no judgment. And we both give to them, but importantly, we try always to empower them. And more recently, we've just felt the Father urge us to, to make sure we don't leave any call without praying and reminding them of the truth that the Father loves them. And people are responding to Jesus in those calls. They're responding to prayer. They can't get enough prayer, and they're loving it. Thank you so much for those of you who gave to home support. I have a meaningful story just to share with you before I finish of our home support in the last uh, two weeks. I got a call uh, from uh, a lady in our church that we've supported herself for quite a while in home support, and she's become a loving member of our church here. She rang me and said, I'm aware of seven children that have been emergency removed from their parent uh, due to addiction, and they have had to move very quickly into a flat with an elderly relative. And there's only two bedrooms in the flat, and there's nothing there for the children. We have been able to get some air beds, and uh, there was... Uh, the, the children had to be bathed. It was quite a, a difficult situation, and we've done all that, but we've no underwear, we've no clothes, we've no shoes for them. They were removed so quickly. And uh, they said, you know, this family is not in your council area, not in your church area, but we're coming to you because we know you can help. And of course we did, and I sat for a moment with them on the phone, and we talked through what the children needed and what that elderly relative who was going to care for them and was experiencing trauma right now would need. And uh, within a couple of hours in making a phone call to five of your homes in our church, I made private phone, phone calls or messages to you and just asked you to support. And, and, and one of the homes actually put it out 
confidentially, with no names or details added, to their street. And their street started bringing items to her doorstep for this family. And you started bringing items to my doorstep for this family. And we went then and took them down to this family. You know, eight towels, eight toothbrushes, eight pillows, uh, the nappies for the babies. And uh, we've gone down the last two Mondays with this kind of package for the family, enabling them to get maybe some kind of routine or peace or normality in this incredibly traumatic situation. We'll continue to do that for the next two Mondays. We're partnering with the food bank and other agencies, and we'll look at a plan and sitting with them with advice from their social worker on how they can engage with support locally and ongoing as well. But an example there of home support, an example of the church in action, and an example of how, because of your generosity, we could move quickly and respond within hours to that because you've made funds available to us and we can immediately respond. I have to finish now because I'm going over time, but I did have for you as well some words from our compassion team of why it is meaningful for them to be engaged. And it was just wonderful this week when I asked them, just summarize for me uh, how you've been involved in compassion. And I'd love to share that with you at some point, maybe through a report. I'm going to ask James and the worship team to come up just as we uh, finish off here. I'd love you to take a moment and just reflect on all those things that I've said. I'm aware that it's quite a lot, and thank you for listening. But I do hope that it's both uh, encouraged and inspired you. If you weren't involved in Christmas, you're so welcome. This is something that we do throughout the year. In fact, one of the things that I think the Father wants us to say today is that this is not just for Christmas, and it never has been for us. We do it right throughout the year. But your Christmas has certainly given us a boost a wake-up call, and a great generous act in our community. But I want you to know that we're going to continue to make these bags for these charities on a weekly basis throughout the year. And if you want to make just one of those bags duplicating what you made at Christmas in your home, in your own time, over the next few weeks as you do your shopping, feel free. You know what was in those bags. If you need the list again, pop those items in a bag. And over a number of weeks, when your bag is ready, give us a call and we'll connect that bag to a family, to a hostel, or to a person in need. There are a number of other ways you can get involved, and they're gonna come up on our website over the next few weeks. We're also going to send out this week some small stories and information in addition to what I've shared today. But there are two things that I feel, or a number of things I feel the Father's encouraging us. He's reminding us of the basic principle that we are kingdom carriers. If you don't know what that means, I would love you to explore that. Have a look in scripture, uh, connect with us on a pastoral call, have a conversation in a huddle. What does it mean to be kingdom carriers? And I believe that the Father is calling us and has been more deeply and deeply into prayer. It's really good for churches to have practical tools and we do that incredibly well. But I just believe the Father's challenging us and saying, did you give that bag, but did you remember to invite my presence and my power in as well? And I believe that he wants to teach us how we do that. 
I remember the father taught me the first principle when working with families. He said to me, go into a home, take nothing with you. I want to show you something. And within those weeks, that family came out of poverty and got jobs. And I did take them some food later on, but he said to me, the presence of God is the tool that you carry. And I believe he wants to teach us that again because it is the presence of God, his authority, his rule and his reign, he is king. That's what's gonna change our community. And his presence in people's lives, he's calling us again to understand the foundations of our own salvation so that we can teach other people about accepting Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior for themselves. We mustn't forget, we mustn't think that a bag can substitute somebody getting to know Jesus personally. Let's learn again what that means. Let's pray for people. Let's teach people to pray when they're in crisis and asking them. I'm teaching that elderly relative of those seven children. One of the primary things I'm doing is teaching her to pray. In fact, she said that's top of her list. The Father's calling us again to prayer, salvation, kingdom carrying. Take time to listen to Jesus. Take time to to look at that in Scripture. Take time maybe even to repent that your mind has gone in the practical way and forgotten about your spirit. I know that I've, I've had to do that so much recently because I think the Father's teaching us that. So it's no surprise that maybe he's teaching me that the hardest. I'm with you there. So Father, come now. Come into our homes. Father God, uh, it is your love that gently rests and affirms us, that ignites and turns our hearts again to you. Soften our hearts again, Father, through your love. And as we do that, would you reveal to us again the salvation of Jesus Christ in our lives, his love, his death on the cross, and the power that that has brought to us to bring us true life and healing and wholeness. Reveal that to us again, Jesus. Reveal yourself again to us, Jesus. And as we turn our hearts through the Father, to the salvation of Jesus Christ. When we actively do that, we also invite the Holy Spirit to come in and enlighten and enable that in our lives, the revelation of you, Holy Spirit. But we thank you, Holy Spirit, that you come with peace and comfort and joy and friendship, and that you're wanting to journey with us individually and as a church revealing to us the ways of the kingdom again and again and again in new ways. And so, Holy Spirit, we invite you to come again into our church, into our lives, into our homes, into our families. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come into our community, into agencies and leaders and council members and PSNI and health trust leaders. Ignite their minds again for solutions that are that are kingdom-centered and kingdom, even if they don't know you. We pray that they would come to know you, but we also know that your kingdom comes in and through what we, uh, to all kinds of people, because 
when we pray for the city, you come. We pray for our area. Come, Holy Spirit, teaches us to pray again for individuals and for our area. We choose to commit to prayer again. We choose to commit to salvation again. We choose to commit to kingdom again. Kingdom come. And so I'll finish now by just declaring, God, let your kingdom come. Here in our area, just as it is in heaven. Father, that's where you asked us to start, praying that one line in our area. And we go back to that. We honor you with that one simple prayer. God, let your kingdom come. God, let your will be done here in our families, in our homes, in our schools, and in our area, and in each person's life, and each person we've mentioned and, and spoken of today, and wider. In Jesus' name. And Father, we, we ignite that as we worship now. We, we take this time to worship and pray bless you with our worship, but we also engage with our spirits to listen to you and to pray this into being in Jesus' name.